What a match day. What a match day we just experienced with Japan facing off against Iran and Qatar facing off against Uzbekistan. The Asian Cup continues to deliver. Yes, sir. And we need to talk about these matches, man. To start, we need to focus in on the biggest headline here. Iran defeats Japan 2-1. What a historic, what a huge victory for this Iranian team. But for Japan, man, this is... This is low-key shambolic. This is one of the craziest results that could have happened at this tournament. And I think, that's, I think that's what we need to key on first. Before we get into praising this Iranian side, because I want to make sure that we do that, let's talk about this result from Japan's perspective. Is this a failure for them at the end of the day when it comes to this tournament and what we expected? Short answer, yes. Damn. Long answer, let's get right <laughs> into this Japanese yeah. failure, bro. Because going into this tournament... We had prefaced Japan as one of the hottest teams, not just in Asia, but in the globe. Bro. 100%. You look at their last like 10, 12 results. They were scoring goals left and right and against really big nations too. And when you look at the squad that they have and that they brought to this tournament, pound for pound on paper, this Japanese team was definitively the best team in Asia, the AFC. And so when you consider... Everything that happened here, a quarterfinal exit for Japan, this has to be a failure. Once again, we're going to get to Iran in yeah, a second, yeah. but we want to key in on Japan here because, bro, what a blunder. What a blunder. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> the, last play, the last play of the game, 10 seconds left. Itakura looks like he's going for the ball. There's a miscommunication between him and Tomiyasu. He pulls out of it. Tomiyasu thinks Itakura is going to get it. He pulls out of it. The ball bobbles in the box. Iran goes for it. They've been hounding Japan for the last 40 minutes. And in desperation, Itakura lashes out a leg and catches an Irani player. A definitive penalty. No questions asked. And that's game. But what's crazy is just how catastrophic it is for Japan. The old cliche... You know, the bigger you are, the harder you fall. Mm -hmm. And honestly, what an embarrassing way for Japan to yeah. get knocked out of this tournament. Yeah, that's the word here, embarrassing. This is embarrassing, man. I don't care if it's the quarterfinals. I don't care that this is a really tough matchup for them. Japan was by far the favorite going into this tournament. I actually can't find many other channels that picked a team outside of Japan mm. to win the tournament, man. That's how big of favorites yeah. they were. And they had the momentum as well with Iran missing Taremi going into this match. And Japan looking really good after that 3-1 victory over Bahrain. I wanted to hold back on being concerned for this Japanese team, given what we saw in the group stage but now it can't be ignored man it can't this team has a lot to fix in the build-up to the 2026 world cup yeah. and it's so disappointing that we won't be able to you know they, they won't be able to go into that tournament with the momentum of being crowned asian cup champions and instead it's going to be another asian nation so i think japan let down a lot of people here today including those that aren't from japan just fans of the sport and that were looking forward to their trajectory being something truly incredible Dude, yes. It, it, that's exactly how I feel after this game. You use the word disappointed, and that's the that's the word that's been ringing in my head all day since this match ended. That entire second half, as you already pointed out, was abysmal from Japan, dude. They were limited to just chasing Irani shadows. And once again, we'll get to Iran in a second. But <laughs> my goodness, dude, they had no response. On the offensive end, Nothing was working. They couldn't even get the ball into their final third, man. It was low-key pathetic, actually, because 
Japan, once again, was touted to be this fluid, offensive-styled team, and they showed none of that in the second half. And it didn't really matter who Moriyasu brought on, Minamino, Mitoma, Kubo, nothing was working. And when you look at the back for Japan, it was just as bad. Itakura just looked lost out there. Yep. You just yep. could not figure out the movement of Iran. And Tomiyasu was only a little bit better, let's be honest. It's funny, in the last segment we had about Japan, I actually pointed out mm -hmm. this back line mm -hmm. of Japan as being a, a little scary to rely on because there's no leaders. That, that was my biggest point. They have talent for sure. And they, be, they play at big clubs. I'm not questioning that. What I am questioning is that they don't have a captain, a defensive leader that they can always rely on. That was what Mayo Yoshida was. And when you look at Tomiyasu and Itakura, there's a lot of there's a lot of experience for them to be gained just personally at club level that they can bring to the national team. Fortunately, they have a couple of years to gain that experience for the World Cup. And then of course they still need to figure out who's going to be the goalkeeper. 21-year-old goalkeeper it's easy to be critical to Zion Suzuki. He's so young, dude, for yep. a goalkeeper. It's actually yep. pretty insane. But yeah, Japan have a lot to figure out defensively. And then offensively, man, I mean, I, I just think, as you said, they got outcoached. There was no response to try to figure out how to get past this Irani defense. So Japan, disappointing, yeah. bro. And you know, just to, just to really pour salt in the wounds here... This is kind of a Japan all tournament, man. We, we had been waiting. Like, when, when are they going to really show up? They kind of did against Bahrain in the round of 16. But even in that first game against Vietnam, we were like, okay, this is weird. This is not oh, the yeah. Japan we were expecting. Oh, yeah. And that vein of form just low-key continued. And it rightfully resulted in an exit here against the mighty, yeah. mighty Iran national team here in the quarterfinals. Yeah. And it's funny, man, because I thought Suzuki had a good game. He, he actually had a good game today. <laughs> he did. He <laughs> today was did. the one day he, he decided he was reliable. He didn't have a mishap this time around. So I actually thought that was kind of funny. But I, I, when it comes to Japan, man, I, I think what happened today, especially in that second half, the physicality of Iran showed. Ooh. They got big all of a sudden, yeah. man. Like They started dominating Japan's midfield completely by just using their bodies, getting real tight on them, showing them that every single time that they get a touch on the ball, there's going to be an Iranian player right there to press and use his body against you. And I think Japan is so used to using their sp speed and their quick touch play to their advantage, but when it's countered with this physicality that this Iranian team showed, I mean, you saw the way that they could ultimately uh, shut down this, this Japanese offense because they could not form a single opportunity in that second half that was really that truly dangerous, yeah. whereas Iran was so good about generating opportunities for themselves and I think it all started at the origin from the physicality that they showed so if anything I think Japan needs to go hit the weight room bro they, these guys need to get <laughs> no, bigger seriously. they need to get stronger going into 2026 because these European teams I mean you're not going to be able to match them in terms of physicality if you don't level up man honestly mm -hmm. and they need to level it up already because of what Iran showed or exposed rather in this Japanese squad and that's just one of the many things that I think Iran did very well in this match from the coaching perspective the lineup the starting 11 the mentality of these players going into this match they were not favored to win this game with Taremi missing out and Japan looking good after their first round of 16 yeah. match yeah. but yeah here they go they show up and despite going down 1-0 to this Japanese side in the first half they come out with 
a vengeance with an initiative in that second half, and they pull off one of the craziest, most historic results I've seen from an Iran side in my life, bro. Yes, sir, and I want to take this opportunity right now to say congratulations to Iran. They just beat the best team in Asia. The sky's the limit now, bro, and what a convincing performance. As you already highlighted, one of the biggest aspects in how they beat this Japanese team with the physicality, bro, but not just in the defensive end, where it's like mm-hmm. usual to be very strong and big, but dude, in every aspect on the pitch, as you said, they started to win all those 50-50 battles in the midfield, but up front, bro, Mohebi, Sardar Asmo, Jahambash, Esatolahi, when he would get involved, dude, they were relentless. They did not let the Japanese backline have any rest for the entire second half, and as I said before, Japan were just chasing Irani shadows that entire second half. No Gaeti, no problem. Mohebi comes in. Mm-hmm. Sardar Asmun had the best game that he's had at this tournament so. with a lovely assist so. to a really brilliant run from Mohebi. Fantastic finish. And that's how Iran got back into this game. But, dude, from there on, dude, Japan literally did nothing. It was all Iran. And as, as we said, even though it ended up being a penalty, it was so deserved because Iran completely... Yep completely yep. outperformed Japan in this second half. And I remember once this whistle blew, I was like, I remember you telling me that there were some Iranian fans who were just concerned yes. Yes. after the group stage for Iran. But we had prefaced this Iranian team as possibly the best crop of players that Iran have ever had. And I think it showed today with the rotation that the coach has implemented in this side throughout the entire tournament. We talked about how stacked Japan are. Low-key, Iran's pretty stacked themselves, man. No Taremi, it's it's no problem, bro. Mm-hmm. And also, they haven't had Moha Rami either. He got injured in the first match. Rami Rezaian comes in, and he's done pretty decently himself. So there's a lot of good talent in this Irani team that's not even in the starting 11. Ansari Fard can come off the bench and really add to this offensive lineup for Iran too, if need be. There's so many different avenues that Iran can go, but I do think it starts with that physicality. There's such an athletic team, and I think they couple it the best with really free-flowing football offensively. And so I think that's what's going to make Iran probably the next best team in this tournament, maybe right right beside, underneath, or over Korea, we'll end up seeing. I'd say over. I'm saying over it, and I'm going to make it clear right now, going to the semifinals, I don't care who who they play, I don't care what happens, I'm all in on Team Melly, baby. I'm going (laughs) all in, dude. Team Melly, baby. Let's go. It's tough to go against them now. This is the time, bro. It's tough. This is it. Yeah. This is it. It's really tough to go and guess them now. There was one play, man, one play that I think represented the mentality difference between both these teams. And it was after Mitoma came on. Mitoma started getting his touches in, you know, and the game was tied 1-1. And there's a play where Mitoma's trying to to drive down the wing, but Jahan Bash runs all the way back, recovers, and he actually pushes the ball out of bounds. He didn't do anything crazy, but he slid, pushed the ball out of bounds, and got it out of Mitoma's feet. But the way he celebrated that, almost as if it was a goal, I think immediately showed Oh, Iran's like, they're the ones that want this now. Mm. They want this victory. The game's tied 1-1, but the emotional difference right now is very, very clear. And just seeing that as a neutral, I was like, uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. If, if Jahan Bash is that excited about a slide tackle, imagine how much emotion is going to be poured into this team for the next 20 minutes as they try to grind out this Japanese side to get that game-winning goal. And ultimately, they did. Yeah. I also want to highlight uh, Asmund's 
barely offside goal that was an absolute beauty oh, yeah. where he dropped two Japanese players in the process, bro. I thought that was dirty, bro. Dirty, and I actually dude. thought in the moment when it happened that it was going to be counted and it would be a valid goal. Dirty. And I thought that would be the craziest way to get the lead against the Japanese side. But ultimately, they were done right by getting that penalty call to make it 2-1. So Iran deserved it, man. They deserved this victory. They played way above the level of Japan today without one of their best players. And I mean, they proved mostly everybody wrong because most yeah. people had Japan winning this match. So like you said, man, Team Melly is looking very, very fun. And I'm going to have to keep an eye on them, bro, because this team is looking now like an official contender for the title with, with them being one of the final four teams in this tournament. Congratulations to Iran. What an absolute monstrous victory here. And man, the sky's the limit. Like you said, they can do anything now. Last matchup we have here, the last matchup of the quarterfinals goes to Qatar facing off against Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan, who was our dark horse pick going into this tournament with a chance here to go to the semifinals over victory against the host nation in Qatar on an insane win streak now. Four straight games of victories, never had a problem, no trouble whatsoever facing off against this feisty Uzbekistan side. Bro, we see Qatar step up at the end of the day after 120 minutes going all the way to a penalty shootout to push themselves to another back-to-back semifinal appearance here at the Asian Cup. What a result for this nation. What a result, result for this team. Qatar sees themselves now as one of the final four teams in Asia, and they honestly see themselves with a great opportunity to maybe lift the title once again, bro. What a result, man. I cannot believe this. Qatar playing incredible football. Dude, it's crazy. Yep. Truly. I'm flabbergasted by this result because... I just did not have Qatar going to the semis. I knew that they were one of the better sides here. I gave them their credit in the preview of this tournament, but I thought they were going to go out in the quarters in a tight, tight game. This was that tight, tight game. They do come out victorious on the lottery, but you think about it. This is a crazy title defense from Qatar, winning it in 2019. Bro, they have not lost an AFC Asian Cup game since 2015. Wow. It's crazy. You're right, yeah. They're on an insane right. run. They're like, this is very... This is like an anomaly. When you look at Qatar's performance on the international stage, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But this game was compelling because there were so many different stages of this game. There were moments where Qatar looked really, really good, but then Uzbekistan had the ball for 30, 40 minutes, and it looked like they were going to score two, three goals. But then Qatar got back. They took the stronghold on the game and this game ended up going the distance into extra time. And as you already said, Barsham coming up big, yes, started looking man. into the future because he got two massive, massive saves at the very end. And that last one against Mashari Pav, bro, he gambled that Mashari Pav was going to gamble. Dude, it's crazy. It's insane. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. like an actual pistol shootout. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. crazy. Because I think the whole time he maintained eye contact with Mashari Pova as well. He never looked at the ball. Yeah. He just stood there looking at him. And then as the whole play progressed, he maintained that eye contact. And I thought that was ridiculous, bro. He was talking to shit. You saw he was, that. he was. He was talking to shit. And yeah, I liked it because I, I was like, bro, you got their asses. But for Uzbekistan, some of the worst penalty shot, mm. shots I've ever seen, back to back with the 20-year-old youngster 
going for the short kick, bro. What what type of approach is that? I've seen a short run up. This was a zero run up. Yeah. This was crazy, yeah. bro. Never seen anything like it. Easy for Barsham. He sees it the whole time. He's like, what is this kid going to do not running up to the ball? Yeah. Easy save there. And then again, back to that crazy, crazy. moment against Masharipov just reading the eyes, knowing that he's not going to gamble and go to the sides. Same man. Three overall sides, I believe, in the penalty shootout yeah. after... What, which was absolutely what Qatar needed in that penalty show because at one point they were down in it and I thought it was looking Uzbekistan's yeah. way with uh, it was a Qatari player completely skying it bro Mighty, uh, dude with a bad bad penalty Jesus <laughs> Christ man one of the worst ones I've seen wasn't yeah. even close and I thought the momentum, the momentum have shifted but Barsham had something to say about it and he comes through as Qatar's savior ultimately in this game and what a victory like you said they have not lost in so long but I'm shocked bro because I just think about the team we saw in 2022 World Cup and those group stages mm. what ended up being one of the worst performances from a host nation at the World Cup I cannot believe that this is even the same national federation here bro like that yeah. feels like a different like uh like a like a, just a parallel universe version of qatar man because yeah, what i actually, saw today yeah. was a team playing as if they know their favorites a team playing with that stature with that prestige of oh we're asian royalty and so yeah you have to come out to beat us we're good we're going to generate our chances we're going to have our shots at winning this match and we will probably come through in those moments that's the attitude i got from this qatar team and ultimately man despite all the drama they went through and all the the moments of concern they still end up winning man yeah so i'm shocked dude. yeah i really am shocked by like the the tenacity this qatar team shows specifically in asian cups because for me i'd only ever see them at the world cup yeah. and at the gold cup funny enough yeah. and the teams i see at those tournaments are completely different from what we see from them here at the asian cup incredible performance man fully deserved yeah a really fantastic man. performance for qatar and it, it is fully deserved but what, what's crazy about this match is and I, I said it before, there were so many moments where I was truly unsure of where this game was going. And I think that's also a credit, but also a disadvantage to how Qatar play because they, they do let their opponent kind of go at them. And I think against a tougher opponent, we won't really see Qatar, you know, come out victorious like they did today. But in the moments that Qatar found in this game to get on top of Uzbekistan, they look great. Yeah. They, they, they broke down the Uzbekistan defense with a little bit more class in either the pass or finishing. Qatar could have scored two or three goals because they really did open up Uzbekistan several times. Akram Afif once again looked brilliant on the ball and also off of it with the amount of diagonal runs that he does. Almoaz Ali, I think, was just a little bit, he was all right, a little bit wasteful, but he was active. But once again, just the rest of Qatar really showed up yeah. physically. This oh, game got... Yeah. Pretty yeah. ugly in moments, wow. but I loved it because yeah. it showed what you were talking about that Qatar lacked in the World Cup. It showed that Qatar was here to play. And I think that's why they ultimately deserved to go through, even though it went to penalties, because Qatar gave everything that they yeah. could in this match against Uzbekistan. It is funny, though, because when you do look at the goal that they scored... They're on an insane run of crazy goals, man. Like, I can't <laughs> yeah. believe it. This yeah. is the third game in a row where they scored, like, a ridiculous yeah. goal. Ultimately, no. <laughs> just right on the yeah. byline, deflects off the Uzbekistan defender, ends up going goalward right on the inside of the post, and Yusupov just can't react quick enough. No, no. And the thing is, I think, like, only three guys are allowed to score for Qatar. 
I'm with Ali, Akram Afif, and Al Haidos, bro. Yeah. I don't think any other Qatari players scored, bro. Am I am I tripping here? I don't think another no, player has. I think man. It's, it's it, crazy. Yeah. I I did think that Uzbekistan was deserving the one one draw because yeah. they countered Qatar's physicality as well, bro. We saw bodies on the floor every two minutes. My goodness, bro. It was so constant and so often. So I thought the draw was deserved after 120 minutes. Both teams showed oh, that they wanted yeah. it and that it really did come down to a lottery of a penalty shootout. But there was that one moment in this game where Akram Afif has the game in his hands. God. It's tied 1-1 with the opportunity to win it. Mm-hmm. Off of another corner kick setup that they have done in training, I assume, Akram Afif passes the ball in, gets it back, goes on a nice little tidy run, finds himself at the corner of the box with with a, a bow and arrow in his back. Dude. And just looking to place it, bro. That's all he's looking to do. He curls that ball so beautifully that all it can do is kiss the post mm. and go out, bro. I could not believe that opportunity because that would have been one of the craziest highlights we would have seen in this tournament. Oh my God. And it would have added to the weight of star power in this tournament with Huming Sun scoring a banger of a goal to carry South Korea. Asmoon having a crazy performance for Iran, carrying them through to the semifinals. Akram Afif throwing himself into that conversation, scoring an insane game winner with a beautiful curling ball at the corner of the box. I thought would have been the perfect way to end this match and continue his crazy tournament. But the soccer gods just didn't let him have it. And he could not, he was on his knees begging them to just let him have it for five minutes, bro. He was begging, dude. He really had a full reaction to that shot. Dude, he did. Because it was so, so close to an absolute beauty. Bro, I made a noise that I didn't know I could make after that <laughs> shot, bro. It was insane. Yeah. Man. yeah. I, watching it live, I just couldn't believe it because I was just looking to the future if he had made yeah. that shot, man. It would have gone down as one of the craziest, essentially buzzer beaters yes. in AFC Asian Cup history, yes. bro. And I wanted it, dude. Oh, it God. would have just been a gorgeous goal. And considering how well he's played at this tournament, yes, he exactly. deserved it, That's man. That's what I'm saying, man. It would have yeah. been a, a, akin to like R9's 2002 World Cup. Yeah. This if People would have remembered yeah. Afif's Asian Cup 2022. That's, yeah. how, that's how memorable this goal would have been. Dude. It would have been so dirty. Ah, but yeah, there yeah. was another crazy moment for Qatar but on the other end on the defensive end just as good of a goal Uzbekistan broke down on the left hand side Urunov taking on Qatar he breaks through gets open in the box and he passes it oh, across yes, yes I believe it was Turin Boev who gets to the end of it wide open to just put it in the back of the net but a incoming flying <laughs> Mohamed Wad <laughs> blocks it miraculously and I just couldn't believe it I thought it was a certain goal dude but he put his body on the line what a save from the defender who by the way had a fantastic game Mohamed Wad comes in as a left wing back for Qatar in the back five and he put it on a brilliant defensive performance but as did honestly the entire back line for Qatar but that's a goal right there that that is literally a goal that he saved for for Qatar, it was incredible, man. And it's like this Qatar team, if you just hi- get highlights of them in this tournament, <laughs> yeah. you'd think they're fucking 1970s Brazil. <laughs> like their highlights have been insane, insane this whole yeah. tournament. So <laughs> Qatar goes through, and on the other hand, Uzbekistan mm-hmm. falls a little short. But man, a penalty shootout away from fulfilling that prophecy of going to the semifinals and really being a true dark horse contender for the title. Absolutely. And I I think the reason why they ultimately faltered here against Qatar goes back to how they've been performing this entire AFC Asian Cup. I highlighted it in their previous round of 16 match. 
Uzbekistan plays such an interesting way. It's off the pass mainly rather than a direct, more direct route that a lot of other teams play. But because of that, you just really never know where the mm-hmm. goals are going to come from, bro. It's so interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how Uzbekistan are going to score. When they ultimately got the equalizer, it was almost out of nothing. But that's how Uzbekistan played. They just constantly probe right left down the center and eventually they find an opening and they have the class to finish it but the problem that they've had this entire tournament is they just can't do it consistently enough they don't have the ultimate class in the final third to get off the most efficient passes or to get off the best best shots that they possibly could and it ultimately ends and then just it ultimately ends in just them scoring maybe one goal. Yeah. If they were just more clinical, a little a little bit more decisive in the final third, Uzbekistan could score two, three goals a game. And there was a moment, actually a spell in this match for 30 minutes where Qatar let Uzbekistan go at them. And it's when they got the equalizing goal, but they couldn't get more. Yeah. They couldn't really take advantage of the momentum that they had built. That's been Uzbekistan this entire tournament. So exciting to watch. They have some fantastic footballers, but ultimately just a little bit too wasteful. It showed here. They could only get one goal, even though they had a really good 30-minute spell. And at the end of the day, goes into penalties. Qatar get it through due to a fantastic performance through Barsham. Yeah. But hey, Uzbekistan didn't lose a game at this tournament. No, they're fantastic, They went undefeated, yeah. which is insane, man. I think that's really, really good for them looking into the 2026 World Cup, whereas like Japan lost two games, bro. Yeah. It's, it's actually crazy what this Uzbekistan team was able to achieve. Qatar goes through. What an absolute result, man. Congratulations to any Qatari fans out there that watched the show. Massive, massive results. And we have a crazy semifinal setup. <laughs> Thank you.